The NHL regular season might be over, but hockey in Arizona continues as the Tucson Roadrunners getting ready to begin the Calder Cup playoff journey. They're going to start in Coachella Valley. We're going to talk about that game on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. Carl Pavlik is off today, but I am not alone. I've got uh, my good friend, uh, Jason J.D. Hernandez. Uh, he's the host of Locked On Ducks, but he's not talking about Anaheim Ducks or even San Diego Goals, for that matter, because uh, he is the also the PA announcer for the Coachella, Coachella Valley Firebirds, <laughs> the team the, the Tucson Roadrunners will be playing in the first round of the Calder Cup playoffs. Uh, Coachella's first time, because it's their first year. And Tucson's first time since 2018. So we're going to be in for uh, some really amazing postseason hockey. We'll, we'll see about that for you guys. We'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. But the Calder Cup playoffs coming up. Um, and uh, Jason, like we can probably speak, it, speak about this in a general sense of everything is like, when I saw the bracket, I'm going to bring up the bracket, you know, in a couple minutes from into the show, but I was thrown off to the sense where, like, this bracket looks weird because the Calder Cup playoffs his format has changed significantly since the last time the Roadrunners were in it. Mm-hmm. It changed since the pandemic, really, because you know, 2020 was still the standard 16 teams. Yep. Then everything changed in 2021 with that weird Pacific Division championship thing that we kind of had. Uh, remember that Tucson kind of hosted a couple of that was weird. Wasn't it? That was really bizarre. Yeah, no, that I was like figuring out what exactly um, that year was that 21 uh, Pacific Division playoff. I like, mean, and it, did, if I'm not I mistaken, mean, did, did the winner of that like did get any trophy or anything? Because I don't I'll think tell they you, got I'll tell you what they got. They actually got something. Well, first off, hey, 2021 was fun. I got to visit you at Tucson. So, you, you know, did. that was that was fun times. Epic epic burritos. But anyway, um it, it was weird how decent Tucson was at the time. And you know, San Diego did make a playoff. They lost to San Diego. Or sorry, San Diego lost to Bakersfield. Right. Bakersfield played Henderson. The Condors wound up winning the division final, which wasn't really a division final, but it kind of was. And they got a banner hanging at Mechanics Bank Arena right now. And I know this because I was just there and I saw the banner and I went, that's not real. You didn't really earn the dad. They kind of earned that. So they got something. And the Pacific Division Trophy, which does exist, by the way. There is a thing. So that happened. And then last year, the AHL decided, oh, we like having all these Pacific Division teams in it. What if we expanded it because also keep in mind there were some teams that opted out of the 2021 season as well not every team played so now you have every team come back in 2022 
and we lost a lot of games in that season as well. So to make up for all that lost revenue from the pandemic season, the 2021 bubble season, the 2022 season as well, extra revenue. So we got all these extra teams and a play-in round, best of three. So that's where it really started. And now this year, with 32 AHL teams, the commission or the president said, you know what? Let's keep this. Let's keep this because why not? Because there are still teams that are still trying to make up for the past three years. And a couple of those teams, by the way, are in the play-in. So that extra revenue is going to help the teams out. That being said, it's weird. It's super weird. Like, like, what are we doing here? Seven teams in the Pacific Division, you know, five in one, six in another. Like, it, it's all weird and jumbled and ugh. It is really weird. And uh, let's go ahead and show the bracket to everyone because it is absolutely crazy. And like you said, if you take a look at that, seven <laughs> teams from the Pacific Division with only one one team getting uh, uh, getting a buy in the Pacific. I hate it. Three I teams getting it. a buy in the Central and the North. Um Two teams getting a buy in the Atlantic, and it's just all over the place. Yeah, um, just to speak to this. So already you could see um, Laval, the Canadian teams, they're in it. They get the benefit of having an extra playoff. And so does Toronto. Toronto has that buy, but they actually get extra games. So to see that is kind of good for those teams that did not play before. But still really weird having seven teams in that division, five in the north, six in the central. Oh, sorry, five in the central and six in the Atlantic. It's stupid, kind of fun, but also very weird. I mean, it does like like it does make sense, first and foremost, for the Pacific to have seven in the sense that like like more than anybody else. Because uh, they have 10 teams. That. Because they have 10 teams, yes. Um, thanks to Coachella Valley for being that 10th team. They just came in. Um, you know, what Calgary is doing is a whole nother story because they moved from Stockton but stayed in the Pacific. But... Yeah, Colorado's got to move to the Central. They're, they're the odd team out. They've got to move. Yeah, they definitely... Yeah, they do. But... Overall, looking at the, um, you know, the Calder Cup playoffs is, you know, I, I think about some of the players on just in general on the rosters of these teams. And if you are a fan of prospects, like you're like you love the Calder Cup this year. Well, I mean, I'll give a couple examples right off the bat. Syracuse, number two in that North Division. They've got a tremendous prospect, one of the top AHL forwards in the league in Alex Barre Boulet. Sorry, Barre Boulet. <laughs> it's B-A-R-R-E accent, B-A-B-O-U-L-E-T. Um, he is one of the top AHL forwards in the league. He is one of the top ranking forwards uh, made the all-AHL team. Tampa Bay, believe it or not, has one of the better prospects in the AHL, a team that already has an embarrassment of riches as far as talent goes. And Tampa, they're just going to continue to be good, I guess. Especially if he moves up. Ugh. Yeah, that's, you know, think about the way Tampa was built. Like, they are going to be good for a while. Um, yeah. But there are teams that are just building. And you look at the, um, what they have. And you're like, oh, wow. This, 
you know, these teams have good, you know, good futures. If you look at, you know, um, you know, Tucson's definitely still a good example. Um, yep. I believe there, there's, there's one team that I'm surprised fell to number three in the Atlantic, and that's the Charlotte Checkers. They have by far the best defenseman in Lucas Carlson. I thought they would finish one or two, but Providence, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to Providence here. All right. They have one of the best goalies in the entire American Hockey League, and his name is Brandon Bussey. Bruins fans, get used to that because Bussey, I think, is going to be someone that could be a backup of the future for the Bruins. And they've got the number one overall seed. They're entirely relying on Bussy and goal. So just want to get the East over with before we talk about the West. Absolutely. But the uh, e- even on the West, though, because it, it, it is definitely something else. Um, and like the Pacific Division in general, right? It's yeah. just got so much. Coachella yep. Valley has Shane Wright, for God's sake. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I got to finish my other divisions because I want to, you know, I want to give the other division some love, too, just because it's there. The Chicago Wolves nearly got into the playoffs. Both Iowa and Rockford had to win the final games of the season in order to have that play in series at four and five. And you've seen a couple of the central teams this year in Tucson, because I think Texas visited. I think Iowa visited. Um, there, those, some, are, those are the two common teams to visit very often in Tucson. Yeah, um, I, I sorry to say, I know Texas kicked their butts earlier this season, but Texas is the best team in the division. Oh, and without not, a doubt, Texas it's is not close. Texas is stupid good. They're very, very good, and Milwaukee's relying on um, Askarov, their top goaltending prospect, um, who played in Nashville earlier this season, I think. So they got some pretty good talent. Um, I don't know what Marco Rossi is still doing in Iowa, but he's still there somehow, and so is Nick Patan, where they should both be in Minnesota, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Rockford just got some guys back from the Blackhawks. Right. Um, Manitoba's interesting. I don't know how that series is going to go between Milwaukee and Manitoba. That'll That'll be one to watch. Oh, absolutely. Um, and once again, if you are a uh, a just a fan of, of of hockey in general, especially a fan of prospects, uh, this uh, the Calder Cup playoffs is going to be your uh, your place. Especially if your team isn't in the Stanley Cup, but even then, even if you do have a team in the Stanley Cup, I recommend you watch the Calder Cup as well because there's going to be a lot of really good talent playing down here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, in a little bit, we're going to get to uh, breaking down the uh, Tucson Roadrunners versus the Coachella Valley, Valley Firebirds. Uh, we're going to get to that in uh, just a moment. But first, you do have to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors on the show. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. I know, uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I get super stressed out when trying to find, uh, you know, tickets to my sports games. Uh, finding whether it's a hockey game or a baseball game. And not only do I get surprised by massive fees, but I also, you know, don't even get to see where exactly those, you know, how the view of that certain seat and everything like that. I kind of get frustrated by all of that. 
Game time really changed how I viewed my ticket buying experience. Uh, those last minute deals, I was able to get some really low prices, all in prices. So didn't so no no surprise fees to me at all. Um, they showed me the seat views and they give you a uh, low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, all the best that you need. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, even right up right, even like literally right before <laughs> it starts, <laughs> right before it starts. Right. Yep. Uh, I don't. I don't know about you, JD, but like I, there was a day like, I literally buy a ticket on Game Time an hour mm. before it started. Dollar Angel tickets. All right, you can get Angels tickets for a dollar, folks. Yeah, I think uh, a couple years ago I got uh, Diamondbacks tickets for. Twelve dollars. It was. It was, oh, it was amazing. Cheap. Yeah, and it was like right there, like baseline. It was perfect. Um, game time is the perfect place to do it. You can snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Down, download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. They got to be twenty buck, buck tickets at least. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but let's let, let's let's get to uh, this series, uh, okay? Because it's, I mean, it's going to be a good series in the sense that like you're seeing some re- some pretty darn good talent. Um, mm-hmm. You're seeing like Josh Jones just recently joined the Tucson Roadrunners. Um, Shane Wright is on the Coachella Valley Firebirds. I'm, I mean, Shane Wright's significantly better than Josh Doan, but for the val- people here in the Valley, Josh Doan's ca- name carries a lot of weight because of uh, his family name. Uh, yeah. But it's, I mean, I'm excited because it's the first time Tucson's back in the playoffs, but um, kind of see what kind of, what they can get out of it. But this is going to be a tough matchup for them. This is going to be an interesting matchup, I think, uh, mainly because Tucson was not expected to make the playoffs this year. Like they weren't expected to make a whole lot of noise co- compared to some of the other teams. Um, I think I saw a couple of experts saying that San Jose was going to sneak in there, and San Jose has got a lot of good prospects. Right, but a lot of those prospects got called up very early in the season or stayed up. Um, William Eklund was one of those guys that stayed up <clears throat> and they lost a bunch of games down the stretch. So in comes Tucson. They just needed to win like two or three games. They got in. So good for Tucson to get in and they're not without their talents as well. You got Jan Yannick, who's back. You got Michael Kesselring, who's yep. who's okay. Uh, Soderstrom should be back. And Prozbatov, who's honestly probably the only good goalie <laughs> That would be playing like you've got to rely on Prosbatov because Tyler Parks has been playing replacement level hockey, and so has John Gillies has fallen off big time this year. Um, yeah. I know he only played like 800 minutes this season, but it's really been the Ivan Prosbatov show for Tucson, and he's been decent this season. Am I am I accurate in saying that he's been decent? Yes. This season. Uh, he has been decent. Uh, and it's in- interesting because, you know, I had a conversation with uh, uh, with Kat Silverman a couple years back um, talking about the uh, the state of the Arizona Coyotes goaltenders. 
Um, yeah. At the time, Aiden Hill was still a starter for the Tucson Roadrunners, and I, Ivan was the backup. Um, and, you know, um, Kat said she wasn't completely sold on Aiden Hill and believed that uh, Prospotov was the future uh, goaltender for the Arizona Coyotes. I think since then, he hasn't proved that. And I, there's a reason why he's stayed in Tucson as long as he has um, to, like, yeah, to this season where he's just played just, I guess, mediocre. Mm. I I don't want to say the word mediocre here. I would say that it's been adequate at times. Um, the last time that Ivan Prosvitov played at Coachella, not um, the December game, but the game in February. Prosvitov, I thought, was decent at best, but, you know, he still got to track the puck a little bit better than he has, especially against a very potent offense right. in Coachella Valley. And the Firebirds are a team that does shoot kind of a lot, but they are also very selective in their shots. They boast one of the best shot percentages in the league, and they kind of owned Prozbatov earlier this season. So I don't see any reason why that wouldn't happen again. But, you know, he's he's decent. He's fine. But if your last line of defense isn't going to get the job done, and I, I think know, a lot it, it of is the what biggest... it is. The biggest problem, and this is a conversation I had with uh, with Carl Pavlik, the host here in Lockdown Coyotes. I've we, we've discussed the lack of defensive top and defensive prospects for the Coyotes organization, Ooh. and to see how it works uh, in Tucson kind of leaves Prospatov and and the Roadrunners goalies to dry. Uh, like um, uh, Vlad Koyachanik, I had a lot of hopes for, and he's you know, he's fine. He's just not top, you know, like, like I just can't, I can't see him really, you know, holding down that fort, you know, well, outside um, of that, it's really hard to find that. I'll, I'll give that. a plug here to Sean O'Brien, who does the um, AHL analytics and Tucson had, had a pretty decent defenseman in Cam Deneen. What happened to Cam Deneen? Ah, uh, he was traded. Yeah, why Why was that? What was the thought process in that trade to Bakersfield? I don't know. But, you know, you give up your top defenseman, your only defenseman, and you're going to be lacking in the blue line. I mean, Kolyachanik right now is your top defenseman. And we have Ronald not still. You have... Devonte Stevens, who's a replacement level defenseman. Soderstrom, who's kind of a third pair defenseman. If those are your top guys, that's going to be where the, because the defensive point shares, according to the chart, is just a couple of guys, Kolyachonik and not, and that's it. Everyone else tends to give up a lot of goals, which also makes Prozbatov look bad in general. And I think that's going to be the big difference in this series, unfortunately. What will keep Tucson in it, and you can talk to this, is one guy. Mm-hmm. Who's the one forward that is probably going to keep Tucson in it? That's AHL's leading scorer, Michael Carconi. <laughs> it's Michael Carconi and a bunch of guys, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like if you look at the uh, the a- the uh, AHL stats page based off scoring, Michael Carconi is on top 
and you see the deck next to it says Tucson. You don't see another Tucson player for miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad. I mean, it's, you know. I mean, Car- Carconi is a terrific player. Oh, absolutely. He's terrific. But and it's like Gladys love, Knight in the pips. Yeah, and I love the fact that the um, the uh, the background of how Tucson was able to acquire Carconi. Um, if for those that weren't following, Carconi was joined the Roadrunners off alone in twenty one during during the COVID year because the Milwaukee Admirals elected not to play that year, so they loaned their players out um, mm-hmm. that were prospects of the uh, of the event of the Nashville Predators. And yeah, so they, the Nashville Predators decided not to re-sign his contract, so he decides to sign with uh, the Arizona Coyotes on on an AHL deal with the Roadrunners. So big mistake. Like, hey, we saw what you did. We're able to do with us in uh, in, uh, in Tucson during that shortened year, so we'll we'll take you. Big mistake, <laughs> Milwaukee. Why? I mean, they're still good. I mean, I shouldn't say Milwaukee. Why? Because they're in the playoffs right now. They are a top seed in the Central Division. But I, I shouldn't say Gladys Knight and the Pips because most of the listeners aren't that old. So uh, what else can I say? Justin Timberlake and NSYNC? Um, there's got to be a better example than that. Help me out, Robin. Ooh. There's got to be a better musical ref- music reference here. I'm trying to think of one. This uh, the Arizona Heat doesn't 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 allow my brain to go down deep deep into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but you get what I'm saying. Um, the depth is just not there offensively for the Roadrunners, and I unfortunately think that could be their ultimate undoing. Yes, um, I think that's that's their problem, and like you know, I'm glad they were able to make it in. Um, you know. Josh Doan is finally going to get some, uh, you know, a glimpse of postseason hockey because his uh, his two years he played with ASU, he was unable to get to the uh, the NCAA tournament. Um, the only hope, still, it's still considered a hope. It is very, very, very slim hope because it seems unlikely to happen. And at this point, um, by the time you were listening, it could have changed. Um, but uh, Logan Cooley still has yet to decide what he wants to do. Um, if he wants to go back to University of Minnesota for another season or sign his contract. If he signed his contract now, he can play. He would have had to have signed it by the time of this recording because the playoff rosters do have to come out um, by early Tuesday. And if he hasn't signed by now, then he ain't coming to Tucson. So... You know, I hate to burst the bubble of everyone yeah. listening, but so the, the 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 chances are extremely slim. So unfortunately, don't ex- don't expect it. There was a lot of hope for. It. I mean, there was also a lot of hope that that Sam Lipkin would also sign a deal and and play for Tucson, but he decided to uh, play for Quinnipiac for another year. Um, notice how I named two players who were in the uh, Frozen Four Championship just last weekend. Yeah. So <laughs> look, uh, they they want to play for that NCAA title. And oh, one yeah. of them just won it. Exactly. And, because, and they want to run it back. Yeah. Well, because if they see, if they look at it, like they have a higher chance of, you know, getting meaningful hockey in the NCAA right now. It's sad, but true. 
that that's how it is. <laughs> but um, Josh Stone was able to uh, w- w- it believes otherwise. I mean, no matter what, he's still in Arizona. Yeah, it could be worse. It could certainly be worse. But let's oh. let, let's um, let's get to Coachella Valley a little bit more because this team is really good. I'm looking at some of you know some of their players. I've mentioned Shane Wright just a couple times already because like you know that's I guess the one that everyone's paying attention to. But who else outside of Shane Wright is like? Oh really my goodness! Um, I have to go through like most of the roster because they're all very good. I'm going to start with goaltending first off. Uh, Joey Decord has been one of one ASU of the guys. Grad. ASU grad. Oh, got to give a shout out to Joey Decord, by the way, um, which is related to Lockdown Coyotes and to the Coyotes. I loved, loved that the Kraken coach gave Joey Decord those last 90 seconds to enter the game in front of his alma mater at the barn that he partially helped build. And the ovation that he got from the Coyotes fans, from mm-hmm. the ASU fans, from the Kraken fans, everybody was cheering that moment. And he loved it. He loved it 100%. And Joey Decord is one of those guys that everybody loves. If you want an AHL version of not really goalie hugs, but goalie kisses. Yes, this is a thing at Coachella Valley is the goalie kisses. <laughs> then Joey Decord is your guy. He also has a penchant for uh, taking the water bottle, just kind of, you know, undoing the cork and splashing whatever players the first star of the game. He's done that every single freaking time. I love it. But Decord has been just a tremendous starter for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Um, above average goaltender. Safe percentage of 918, which is above league average, 238 goals against. That record, though, 26 8 3 and 3, is very strong. And he has had three shutouts, three very convincing shutouts this season. I should point out that he fared very well against Tucson earlier this season with a couple of victories. Um, no shutouts there. You know, they had to. They had to score one goal. Yeah, yay. One of those against Ivan Prozbatov back on February 15th. And Decord just owned him. De- Decord completely owned that Tucson offense. Decord's the guy. And they're going to ride him throughout the entire playoffs. But as far as defensemen go, which defensemen do you want to talk about? Because they're all good. <laughs> There's there's a bunch here. Yeah, I mean there is a lot. I'm trying to I'm trying to look at look at their roster. I'm like, man, like Yeah. They're stacked on defense. I don't even know where to be where, where to begin on that one. Yeah. Um they have four guys that are legit top AHL defensemen. Pick a name. I'll tell you about them. Let's get to, I'm going to just do like, you know, do like a randomizer here and just look at the first one that pops to my name. All right. My eyes. Riker Evans. Woo. Okay. Riker Evans might be considered the rookie of the year. 
in the American Hockey League. Definitely the top rookie defenseman in the AHL. Um, so far, the numbers reflect that completely. Um, Riker Evans was looked at as being kind of that guy two or three years down the line. I didn't see him making the ascension that he has already. Um, as I mentioned, he was the rookie of the month, I believe, last month. And he's among the league leaders for rookie defensemen. Um, 44 points, six goals. Should have been more goals, by the way. And right now, he is the quarterback for the Firebirds power play system. He's usually on that PP1. Does a good job of maintaining puck control, keeping it in. And also does a great job of finding those guys and finding the perfect pass for a couple of tic-tac-toe goals, which we've seen a few times of late. Right. And Riker usually gets a second assist because he's usually finding where the defense is going to go. Particularly teams like San Jose, Tucson, as I just mentioned. And you said that Tucson doesn't really have that good a defense. No. Especially special teams. If Tucson gets in PK trouble and Riker Evans is quarterbacking your power play, be careful. Be very, very careful because that's where Coachella Valley can be dangerous. And Riker Evans is that guy that could be just really the thorn in your side. That seems to be, I mean, one thing that's just like, okay, that's, you know, got to be, got to pay attention to that. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I would sure hope so that, that, um, Roadrunners coach Steve Potvin knows this and is going to like, Hey, let's look at the film right here. Let's pay attention. Yeah. Um, another defenseman to watch out for Brogan Rafferty, who is among the league leaders in defensemen. I think he had like 41 or 42 assists this season. I know he had nine goals, so he's about 50 points this season. They're top defenseman as far as points he usually quarterbacks the pp2 units and has great vision and has one of the strongest four checks in the game this is where i think rafferty shines a lot is when he gets in that um neutral zone he can use that active stick draw draw players to him but also just like pluck passes left and right and get goals the sort of easy way. And Coachella Coachella does this a lot, by the way. They are the quintessential team that takes advantage of mistakes. If you make a mistake in your own defensive zone, you're probably going to pay for it. There was a game against the Ontario Reign where the Reign had not one, not two, but three, three turnovers in their own zone right in front of Cal Peterson. And they just got bushwhacked on that game. So that's another thing. Tucson, watch out for those turnovers. Yeah, I think um, if, you know, Tucson tends to follow a lot of the same mistakes that the Coyotes made at, um, in terms of uh, penalties and uh, and turnovers. So that might just end up, you know. Um, be sig- their undoing. Yes, be their undoing. Um which will signal a very quick exit from the call the crap playoffs. But we can go ahead and talk about you know the series as a whole now because it's a three, it's a best of three. But um, for yeah. those that don't know, I it, I can't believe I went the whole 
um, 30 minutes and didn't talk about uh, my favorite guy, Cameron Hughes. He's, he's one of my favorites because I like to milk it. This is happened like as a public address announcer, I love crowd participation. Love it. And it's gotten better and better throughout the season where the hues gets longer and longer and it marinates. Oh, I can only imagine that. And like, mm. that just seems like something that like makes you feel awesome to, 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 <laughs> to, to, especially when the crowd just kind of, you know, get, you know, joins in or has that kind of fun with it. Like, Hey, you gotta be engaging. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as an announcer, you always want to get the crowd into it, especially at Coachella Valley. I feel like we have one of the biggest home ice advantages in the league right now where it gets pretty loud in there. We do the wave during the games for whatever reason. I love it. I, I have a love-hate with the wave, but in that sense, I love it. Um, the Hughes call. And he's been kind of hot lately. He's got this season i think 19 goals this season one of those top guys and coachella has a lot of guys as you've mentioned that score a lot of goals a lot of goals you have jesper froden who's up with seattle right now cole lind he hit 30 goals this season the captain max mccormick watch out for him cameron hughes i mentioned him ty cartier just got called up by seattle for the two road games because daniel sprong is out so lucky you no Ty Cartier this series but you got Hughes Torinsky Ville Petman who's been on a roll lately Alexander True former Barracuda prospect Brogan Rafferty I mentioned Austin Paganski has been hot Luke Henman there's an embarrassment of riches on this Firebirds team sorry I know it doesn't and it, and it doesn't surprise me I mean there's a reason why the Coachella Valley Firebirds are the number two team in the Pacific Division right now. Yep, and also the number two offense in the entire league right behind the Texas Stars. Yeah, there you go. It just shows you that the uh, Western Conference this year is going to be uh, really fun to watch. Um, but uh, yeah, we got a three-game series on this one. And as you can tell, it does seem you know pretty darn, pretty darn lopsided. Tucson getting in pretty lucky. I didn't really expect them to make it in I, until like I realized that they were on the inside, just barely on the fringe looking outside. I'm like, all right, if they can hold on to it, hey, they're on to the playoffs, and that's at least good enough for me. Um, but, um, I mean, hey, and but and, and for you, you get you know at least three, but most likely more um, games as a, to continue to get, get back to Asha Kirovina as a, as a PA announcer. Love Akersure. It's a great, great atmosphere. Um, Shall we give? Shall I give my official prediction here? Let's do it. Okay. Coachella's obviously the stronger team. They got the better goaltending, better defense, deeper lineup as far as forwards. Um, a lot of experts have this going two games, and honestly, so do I. Um, I have Firebirds in a two-game sweep, which will be Wednesday, Friday. Um, the goaltending's been too hot, and... Tucson does have a tendency to turn the puck over a lot in their end. And they do make a lot of mistakes. And Coachella's that team that can strike just like that. Tucson had a really, really poor 
um, uh, April to end the regular season. Um, they did. It was a, it was abysmal. I thought it's like, hey, maybe if they play well, they can catch up and make it to fifth, so they can at least have a more, you know, reasonable uh, yeah, matchup in the first round. But nope, they get uh, you know, they 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 stumbled, and now they have now they got to play uh, Coachella Valley and. Um, nobody wanted to play Coachella Valley. No, I got like, I have like the optimistic prediction and I have the realistic prediction because like, um, you know, I try to be as optimistic as I can for, for coyotes and roadrunners fans out there, but the most optimistic I can get you guys is the roadrunners steal one game in this series, um, and make it to uh, Sunday in game three, uh, the very likelihood, um, in all in all seriousness, though, is that this team is, is, is this series will end up in a two game sweep for in favor of Coachella. Uh, that I, I've looked at their stats, I've looked, you know, saw some of their game, some some of their highlights. This team is just too good. <laughs> no kidding, it's fun for me. Plus, we have to mention I've said this before: the atmosphere in Acrisure Arena. We've only lost five games at that arena. Five. Yeah, and all three. This is an interesting thing that surprised me is that all three of these games are at. Are yeah, at for sure. You know what? That's the nature of the three game series and trying to catch up to the other series that are taking place. Um, that's just how it is. Exactly. But, you know, um, one thing I'd be looking forward to. Um, you know, is because uh, like whatever is in the second, you know, com- coming past the second round, you got, you know, and, and beyond, Calgary is going to be waiting for some pretty tough, for, for some, uh, or like really <laughs> tough Calgary teams going to be, going to be waiting for some, for some, uh, some, uh, yeah, stuff to, you know. I mean, Abbotsford is good. Colorado is fine. Um, if there's an upset, in that Pacific, it might be Bakersfield over Colorado. Uh, no, I don't know. I see Colorado sweeping Ontario. Sorry, Rain fans, but I see Colorado winning that series easily because Cal Peterson has looked. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be careful with the word I choose here. Cal Peterson has been underwhelming. Is the word I'll use. So I see that ending in a two-game sweep as well. Bakersfield could upset Abbotsford, maybe. That could be the series. Actually, that will be the one that goes three, I think. That one goes three. Fun. That's, that, that, that seems, that seems um, like an interesting one. Now I got a question for you as we get ready to close things off because we are approaching around 40 minutes on this show. Um, the Calder Cup final matchup. Oh, God. <laughs> you want me to go that far? Well, Coachella could take Calgary. They've played them close all year long. I will be both optimistic and realistic that I do think Coachella could take the West. Now, the East is going to be very interesting. Um, Providence, I think, could overtake Toronto in a seven-game series. So I actually have Providence and Coachella Valley 
in the Calder Cup final, but after that, what are you doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you. I'll, that I'll series be, could go seven. I'll let it be just there. You don't have to give a winner. <laughs> but I could realistically see the Firebirds in the Calder Cup final. Which would be fun, you know, like to uh, to make it that far to get the experience, especially in as a uh, as a uh, expansion AHL team. Yeah, especially in a non-conventional hockey market, which yeah. is kind of weird that Palm Springs is considered that. But at the same time, I didn't realize how many former NHLers live in the Palm in the Coachella Valley. There's a lot, a lot of like any for like. Like current and former NHLers, or like you say, former NHLers, love love to chill in the Southwest Desert. Yeah, and and that includes our color commentator for TV games, Grant Fuhr, who does a tremendous job. Yep. By the way, um, that gives just gives you an example of um, you know the market, and it's non traditional because it's in the desert. Um, it's I mean that the Coyotes and the Roadrunners get the same get the same thing, but a lot of Former NHLers love the show in Scottsdale and Paradise Valley. You know, it's. I I think a lot more of them like to chill in Palm Springs, though. I'm just saying. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but hey, I'm I am being good and not throwing any shade. So I'm being I, good. You got it. Um, but that does remind me, though. Like you know, if it's not this time around next sometime next year i'm 100 percent gonna try to be making a uh a southwest ahl road trip catch a san diego goals game catch an ontario rain game a coachella valley firebirds game henderson silver knights game as well as of course the tucson roadrunners game um, henderson's loud <laughs> yeah it's I loud would... there they have a town crier and everything yeah um, I, I, I was able to cross off Bakersfield on my, on uh, my, uh, uh, AHL arena list, but the rest, I still got to check out. You should. It's a lot of fun. It's fun times at Akershire arena. And of course I spent six years in Tucson, so I don't need to go crazy with that, but maybe just follow Tucson to each of those cities. Tucson's fun. It's a fun time. Yeah. Um, they got the donuts. Best donuts. The hot dogs. Best donuts in the AHL. Ooh, don't say that to all the other eight. Well, not many AHL teams have the donuts. But we have empanadas. And we have some of the best tater tots in the league. And we have Shaq's Big Chicken. Just saying. Fair enough. Fair enough. But... I mean, like again, I'll, I'll, I'm going to try to take a look at doing that next year to kind of get an ex- get take a look at it. But as we get ready to close things off, at, you know, as we're running overtime on this show, do you have any final things you'd like to share with uh, Locked On Coyotes listeners? Um, Firebirds fans and hey, Coyotes fans, if you want to check out a new arena, check out Akershire Arena. It's a fun time. You'll hear a, you'll hear my voice as the public address for the Firebirds, and we'll be wearing all red. So. You know, if you want to see some good playoff hockey, come on down to Akershire. It's a good time. And for the Firebirds fans, stay hashtag fired up. That's uh, uh, Jason J.D. Hernandez from Locked On Ducks. And, of course, the Coachella Valley Firebirds for joining us on today's show. Hope you guys like what you heard today. If you did, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, and subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, 
including on YouTube. And, and, and if you and if you didn't like and if you didn't like us, we're locked on devils. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes on Twitter at L O underscore coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl, who wasn't able to joining us on today's episode, but he is at five for howling. Uh, Jason, you can go ahead and share where you can everyone can follow you. At StimpyJD. Snacks of the game, baby. Woo! Well, once again, you can interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl up. <laughs>